Welcome to Minnesota Circle. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nicole. Minnesota is filled with incredible gems from the beautiful North Shores of Lake Superior to the locally owned coffee shops where they greet you by name. Join us each week as we highlight all the amazing things Minnesota has to offer. We interview local entrepreneurs and inspiring individuals, share hidden travel gems, events, and more. We believe in the power of personal narratives and have a passion for making our communities feel more connected. At the end of each episode, we will also feature a song from a local musician. All you need to know from Minnesotans on the go. Hello again. Welcome back to another episode of Minnesota Circle. Thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate you. We know that there are so many podcasts out there to choose from, and we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, and we hope that you are enjoying this podcast and learning more about incredible Minnesotans. And, you know, if you have the time and you're an avid listener in Minnesota Circle, we'd love if you leave us a review, um, whether that be on iTunes or Spotify or just sending us a message. We'd love to have feedback. You know, maybe there's someone that you wish we'd really have on the podcast or an episode that really resonated with you. Um, we love to hear it. So please let us know. Um, we are open. You can always email us at the mncircle at gmail.com. Um, and so just thank you for being here. Um, as you guys know, we end every single episode with a song from a local musician. And today we have the song Losing You from the uh, local musician, the Sean Johnson Big Band Experience. So this is a rare newcomer to traditional pop, fusing a big band spirit with an innovative edge and garnering a top five billboard spot with the release of their first album, Sean, an Emmy award winning crooner and lead singer of the international and lo- lo- local group Tonic Sofa indelibly stamps a vocal jazz and swing with a contemporary punch to delight of both traditionalists and newcomers emerging as an original voice in the continuing tradition of the American vocalist. Wow, what a biography. I love that. I'm excited for you guys to hear their song Losing You at the end of this episode. As for our guest, we spoke with the lovely Ember Berg, who is the founder and owner of Dragonfly Eye Productions. We have worked with her for some B-roll footage and other things, and she is just phenomenal at what she does. She really knows how to tell a story through video and just provides a lot of information of um, how to how to do that, how to tell the story, how to find a strategy, um, kind of some tips and tricks for people starting out. I mean, video is really where it is at right now. And this episode can be really relevant to a lot of you. So I think you're going to enjoy it. And now it is Ember. Hello, everyone. We are back with another guest who is a local Minnesotan videographer. Uh, We are going to be sharing a little bit of her story of how she started her business and um, some of the services she offers. Uh, So Ember, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll dive into uh, the history of how it all began. Great. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Uh, My name is Ember. I'm the owner, founder of Dragonfly Eye Productions, and we are a full-service video production company. Uh, We're also a video strategy team, so um, we work on creating curated messaging and campaigns for businesses. And our 
ideal client is the visionary founder, the visionary entrepreneur whose um, life's work is going into their business and they want someone who will partner with them uh, to really up-level their vision and bring it to life. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I've had the privilege of working with Ember before uh, for some of our clients and for some for ourselves as well. Um, and she is fabulous at what she does and just captures <laughs> the video in a whole different way than I would think to even look. Um, so I'd love to know kind of where it started. Have you always been interested in video? Um, what made you decide to go down this route? That's a great question. I actually just discovered this for myself the other day or a few weeks ago when I was writing a post for Instagram, I was writing about my origin story and I discovered that I've actually been making videos since I was a little girl and I didn't know that before. I didn't have that as a thought when I started my business, Um, but I used to make little documentaries of my family and myself around the house with a little pocket camcorder um, growing up. And when I was in middle school, I made a 10 minute documentary about the history of jazz music and um, Ken Burns style history project. And I, when, when I was in high school, I used to make uh, short films with the kids I babysat. So I've been doing video (laughs) my whole life and, um, now I apply it in a lot of different ways, but that was definitely my humble beginnings. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm really curious to know what would go into a 10 minute history of, of jazz. I mean, I'm sure there's quite a bit, but like I'm picturing <laughs> you yourself, up. like this one person talking about jazz for 10 minutes. <laughs> you really, yeah. You can't really give the whole history of jazz music in 10 minutes, but <laughs> As a seventh grader, I was really into it. So that's <laughs> that, kind of that, <laughs> that sums you up in one one story right there. Um, <laughs> so since you've always had this love for for taking video and sharing stories, when did you decide that you wanted to open your own company, and um, what were the steps taken to to get that to happen? Yeah, I so my first real attempt at making uh, professional video content was when I was in college. And I had previously, I had lived in Italy. I was an exchange student. I worked abroad and I was very impacted by that experience. And and especially my experience with food and slow food and that culture. Um, And I just remember I was on spring break, I think in college. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I just knew that I wanted to make a documentary. And, um, you know, when you have the, do you ever have that where you just kind of have this idea and you, you know, it's supposed to happen. Oh yeah, definitely. And either, but sometimes I'll forget, which is the worst when you wake up and have the idea and you forget to write it down. (laughs) Oh yeah. right. Yeah. Everyone, if I fall back asleep, I don't remember it, but I I definitely stayed up until like four, four in the morning (laughs) writing about what this was going to be. And, um, it was really cool because I had a friend who, um, also was interested in storytelling and was living in Italy at the time. And so she decided to partner on it with me and 
we got some grants from uh, her school and then my school provided us free film equipment for the summer. And we went to Bologna and basically followed the food and filmed everything. And that was my first time doing a formal interview. And Hannah, I just, I discovered that when I am open and I'm ready to hear and I show up with a camera, there's something magical that happens and people really want to share and they reveal their story and there's a connection that happens. There's a synergy. And that was it for me. That's when I knew what I wanted to do with my life. And um, that summer changed everything for me, for sure. It took a few years before I started my business, but that was um, the turning point. Yeah. Wow. What an experience to be able to, for one, go to Italy and be immersed in the culture. I mean, it sounds like you were really immersed because you knew the language and, um, you know, you were in the local neighborhoods and then be able to go and interview and meet the people there and then get to try out all the amazing food. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like a dream. <laughs> it, was, it was a great summer, I will say. Yeah. Quite the adventure. Um I think I, yeah, I have this adventure side of me and it's only recently that I've really desired to grow roots. And so um, I think for a long time I was kind of running away, wanting to explore, be in exciting new places. And I still love that, but now I am really loving being back home in Minnesota and building my business here and connecting lasting relationships. And it's just a whole new era for my life. Yeah, I can relate to that. I was very similar when I was younger, when I was in college, I was known to be the person to get up on the weekend and, and drive. I'm going to, I went to Texas on and off. I went to New Orleans, Chicago. Like I never wanted to stay in one place for very yeah. long <laughs> and now I'm settled, but I still sometimes get that itch, you know, to go and explore. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right before COVID, I took a, I, I converted my Chevy Suburban into a camper, like a camping van. And I, I took it down to New Orleans for, oh yeah. Week. Yeah. It was quite a, an experience. Oh, I'm sure. My husband is yeah. actually right before this interview was talking about how he wants to build a schoolie, like a school bus that turns into one of the campers. So we're right along the same page. Yes. <laughs> so, it's fun. So, Creative minds. <laughs> oh, yes, completely. We can, we're on the same wavelength. So after this experience in Italy where you're going and, um, you know, kind of getting your first taste of the interviewing process, um, how did you then go from that to the business? How did you know you wanted to focus on the entrepreneur side of things? What were some of kind of your first projects that you did uh, once you decided to pursue it professionally? Oh man, um, this is a this is a vulnerable story for me. Actually, I I haven't shared it publicly before, but um, so. After that experience, I was living in D.C. Um, and actually right across the river in Arlington, Virginia, working um, working in D.C. where I had previously was going to school. And I ended up befriending an entrepreneurial spirit, let's just call her that, who um, 
knew how to write business plans. And she and I had this creative chemistry where we would just create and create and create in conversation all the time. And we became fast friends and she had a lot of trauma, a lot of, a lot of things going on, um, in her life. Um, which then I, as a person who was still learning boundaries, got sucked up into for sure. Um, but this woman, I will say she is brilliant and, um, she helped me to open my mind to how, um, how win-win solutions can be just created out of nothing. You don't need money to start something. You can create excitement around it. And then money comes, you know, there's just creative thinking and um, business plan writing skills that I gained from this friendship. And um, I just, through her eyes and then through my own um my own savvy with people, I started to fall in love with entrepreneurship and fall in love with people who have an idea. How can we have you make a living off of that idea and like do that every day and contribute and grow and um, to see people, you know, fast forward now to my clients, I see how that translates um, because I'm such a champion for their vision. I, I know I can see the greatness inside of them and I can see that it's possible. And I'm just here to help them get to where they need to go um, with the skills that I have. Um, but I think the seed, a lot of seeds were planted in that time. I just didn't know how to put them together. Uh, but video, I was taking some video classes at a local studio, um, Arlington Independent Media and just kind of honing in some more technical skills. And um, a couple years later, I found myself back in Minnesota. So that was when I started my business in 2018. And um, I had to kind of get out of the weeds of the traumatic side <laughs> of everything that was going on in Arlington. And But when I did come back, it was like the North Star of building Dragonfly and building my business kind of healed me in a way too, um, because I had that creative drive and purpose and desire to connect and had to relearn, you know, new ways of connecting with people. And I found out that I have the skills to consult in the world of business and bring strategy to any situation and bring solutions. And then I get to combine that with my creative eye and my love for video and um, bring all those pieces together to help my clients succeed. So yeah, I, I started the business uh, working directly with a couple of people who needed more like full-time help and then um, slowly transitioned to having my own clientele and marketing for myself and growing my brand. Yeah. And you, and you've done a phenomenal job I and mean, you worked with all different types of, of clients. And um, I know there's the piece of it with the equipment, of course, like having the right equipment to, to have quality video and to tell the story. Um, but I'd like to know a little bit about kind of what sets you apart besides just the equipment, how, how you're able to capture 
the story. So maybe maybe this isn't even something you can quite describe. Maybe it's more of a feeling type situation. But um, I'm just curious to know how how you do that. Like when when you see a business, a product or a service, and you're like, do you kind of have an idea from the start? Do you have to map it out or how do you kind of know what you're going to say via video? It's definitely a, an unfolding. It's an unfolding creative process. I chase the spark for sure. The spark of inspiration. That is what I am looking for. And so um, when it comes to the type of production that we do at Dragonfly, um, yes, we know how to use our equipment, right? We can make a uh, good looking video, um, but what is different about us, um, one is the strategy, which we can talk a little bit about, um, but two, it's the heart, I would say, and um, how to have the passion of the founder translate um, in the video and have the viewer who is their ideal client or their ideal customer um, really resonate with that and get it. Um, so it takes a certain type of listening in the pre-production process to craft a message that feels authentic to the founder and has them say, yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say, while also being in a voice that speaks to their ideal client um, and is natural for them to hear and repeat and act on. Um, so the way we go about it is we do a series of design sessions and they're really conversations and it just unfolds the way that I ask questions. I'd say that there's an intuitive piece to it for sure. Um, and then there's somewhat of a process too, but it's really about what's behind your why and what's really getting you out of bed in the morning to do this every day. Because to own a business, like I know, you know, it takes a certain level of passion to do it every day um, and to build it from the ground up. So anyone who's a founder, I, I can see that in them. And if, if, if they don't have that passion, then I don't, the business might not last. Right. But if they do have that passion and they're in their purpose, we just need to find out what's that thing that makes it magic. And then having that live everywhere in your content and across your brand. Yeah, that's a really great way to explain it. And I imagine the conversations during that pre-planning process really help set the stage for what you're trying to do. Do you have any examples of situations that you've had with some of your clients that maybe really stood out with you, stood out for you? Like as if you maybe where a client said, I want to do X and you're like, okay, I'm going to do Y to get that there. I don't know if that would quite make sense, but I, I'm just curious to see if you had um, any scenarios that pop out in your mind. What I love about my clients is that they trust me. So we go in with that already as a foundation for our co-creation. So they're really open and they're ready to get into the creative process with me. We don't have a preconceived notion about what it's going to be from the beginning. We have a strategy. We have a goal. So we are clear, crystal clear before we sign a contract. This is your goal. This is who you are for your clients. You know, this is where we need to position you in the marketplace. This is how we need to talk about XYZ of your offer. 
so that's already established. So since we have that mutual understanding, there can be trust in the creative process to kind of get to that final message. But it really, it kind of comes up in conversation. And it's like, that's the one thing I'd say is one of my bigger skills is to be able to dance in that conversation with them. Even today, I was just on a on a design call with uh, a client who just started um, it's her first design session and she's a real estate agent. And, you know, I'm asking her why she became a real estate agent. And I've had several meetings with her before. I've gotten to know her brand and where the direction of her company, but this never, it's not something that just comes up in conversation unless it's asked and then unfolded. So she was helping her dad with real estate business since she was 10 years old. And it's just amazing to me, her, her origins and her passion for her clients and having them win and the way that she shows up to bring value and advocate for them. And, you know, these are all things that might be overlooked, you know, when you think of, oh, a real estate agent, that's such a common, you know, everyone thinks they know what that means, right? Well, everyone is so different in the way they go about their business, just because one type of business doesn't mean you're going to be a certain type of way. And I think, um, you know, we're just in the beginning of, we just had our first meeting today, but I can already see the heart start to come out. And I know I'll sleep on it tonight and then I'll be thinking about it tomorrow and then it'll (laughs) start to come out. And like, it's seriously, it's like, it's kind of in the subconscious where most of it happens. Like, I ask all these questions, I absorb, I take so many notes and then like, I just let it sit for a few days and then oh, this is it. Okay. This is the message. And, and then I get with my team and we brainstorm. So it's a whole creative synergy and it just, it, it comes out through the woodwork on its own. It's like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to come up with an idea for my brain. I have to seek the thing that's waiting to be said, if that makes sense. So yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Because- yeah. <laughs> It did. And while you were saying that, I was just thinking about how there's so many similarities in kind of your mission and our mission is of telling the story behind the company. And I always tell this to people, but like people are always like, oh, well, you know, the market may be too saturated or there's enough of so and so I'm going to be the same or I'm going to compete. Like you can have literally the exact same product. And your business is going to be completely different because it's you running it. Like everyone has their own take, their own why, their own reason, and they have to have that passion. And so just you being able to share that through video and us being able to sell it by storytelling, I can just, I can appreciate that. There's a lot of red. Yeah. And I think that is so valuable. And, um, You mentioned your team a little bit. Can you share who else is on your team, what that looks like? Yeah, definitely. So um, my partner, Monty, who is my partner in life, (laughs) he, uh, he helps out on all he's, he's part of the family of Dragonfly and he helps with strategy and he comes on shoots and, and, um, you know, if we need someone to work security, he's got a history in that. So <laughs> he's our security guard. Um, but uh, as as far as my team that I've uh, found uh, through the community here in Minnesota, um, Aid Zim is a uh, cinematographer on our team. And he and I first started 
collaborating on a feature film that he's uh, written a script for and wants to produce. So eventually the script will flip and I'll be his assistant director on this project and um, he'll be the one directing. Uh, I'm so excited for that to come out. He's from Somalia. He grew up there and as a young kid came here to the States. His film is about straddling the world and being an immigrant and first generation, but still a kid. And how does that look? And and then being in the Somali community, he didn't grow up here in Minneapolis. He grew up in Kentucky, but he came to Minneapolis uh, in the last five years and has just been immersing himself in the community here that he wasn't wasn't around uh, as a as a youth. So that's that's been really cool to work with him and learn from him and his perspective. He's a visionary for sure. So we challenge each other all the time. And yeah, I'm so glad to bring him on to Dragonfly Projects now that he has a little more time. He he also, he, he does a million things. He, he also has a music studio and he's a recording artist. So very talented individual. And then our latest team member that we brought on, her name is Joni and she's from California. She used to work both in front and behind the camera out in LA and you know, when she, when she and I met kind of as a, like a preliminary get to know you interview or meeting, she showed me her reel and it's like, oh, you worked, you did a shoot with Kristen Bell and Hugh Grant and look at you. That's so, <laughs> so Hollywood. <laughs> um, so it's kind of fun to be working with someone who's been on productions of that size and, um, and to learn from her too. She's, a really great listener and she's just a team player and so creative and she just started this month. So super excited to have her on the team as our art director and she shoots when, when she can too. And we also, she's our editor, our primary editor. So that's such a huge help. And I'm so grateful for her to take on that role too. So that's the core team. And then, oh, I got to shout out my sister really quick. Cause she's our graphic designer and I love her. She's been with me since the beginning. <laughs> well, literally. <laughs> well, literally, yes. <laughs> and she made our logo, so I gotta gotta shout out that. Oh, of course, of course. Wow, that sounds like you have a fantastic team. And can you share? I mean, you've touched on a little bit of the strategy and the means that you have, but um, can you just? Uh, mention again what services you offer do you work primarily with entrepreneurs or do you do like personal projects are you kind of open to a variety of things what does that look like yeah we work with businesses and organizations it doesn't always need to be inside the marketing side of strategy um, but any type of video solution for for your business really as far as personal projects down the road, documentary work, um, inc- incorporating that into our workflow is a big goal of mine. It's just a matter of there's so many stories to tell. So if anyone wants to talk about documentary, I'm always open for coffee. But a, a big goal of mine is to connect the business community to the artist community and through storytelling. So that's a that's another whole long-term vision for Dragonfly. But yeah, what we primarily uh, offer is we do video strategy. Uh, we work directly with the founder and their marketing team. And um, our primary deliverables include uh, brand video, um, promotional videos, testimonial videos, things of 
in that realm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we worked with you for to do some B-roll footage recently, and that was super helpful to be able to get that and be able to um, do a little bit more of the behind the scenes. And we can use that in so many different purposes. So if you're a business thinking, okay, like, what would I use Ember and Dragonfly for? I mean, there's just so many purposes. You can use one video that you create, cut it up and use it in dozens of social media posts, put it on your website, on your newsletter. Um, It's just video has become the norm and we're all learning more about (laughs) how to create video. And if you're looking to not want to do it yourself on your phone, then (laughs) then you have it set for a whole bunch of content with, with Ember, which is fantastic. And what are some of your goals. I mean, you mentioned that you want to do some documentaries and do more storytelling, but what are some of your big dreams, things that are a little bit scary to say, but you you would like to do in the future with Dragonfly? So ultimately my vision is to hone our craft and keep making better and better content um, and bring a cinematic approach to marketing. Um, I want to be able to blend the marketing and the storytelling filmmaking worlds with our company and long-term people who are clients at Dragonfly, I want them to be able to participate in the stories that we tell. So imagine we have a Zim's film, for example. So we have that project underway and we decide to fund Escoris, which is the name of the film. Uh, through our Dragonfly network. So all the businesses who we've worked with in the past, especially the ones local to Minnesota, who I know would be very interested in being a part of this story um, because the Somali community is so prominent here in in the Twin Cities. Um, Being able to impact and make connections is huge. So we bring in all these businesses and they help fund the film. And by funding the film, Not only do they fund the production, but then we also create a fund to give back to the youth and um, make an impact within the themes of the story that we're telling, right? So we use the film, one, to tell an amazing story and bring a story to life that may not have otherwise been told. And then we involve local businesses in the creative process. So not only are they at the premiere and, you know, on the red carpet and being a part of, you know, this, this event, but maybe they get to meet the actors and, you know, be at the table reading when we start and um, just champion the project and use that as an opportunity to position their brand um, as someone who cares about the community, really. So I feel like, the future of storytelling and business is going in a whole new direction. You know, we talk about the creator economy and web 3.0 and, you know, you may have heard these buzzwords may have not NFTs, which, you know, we, that's, that's over my head. I'm not really interested in talking about that (laughs) right now yet, I guess. But, but when we talk about the creator economy, what that means is creators who are, you know, Instagram influencers and making videos on TikTok, they have the power of their viewership. They have the power uh, in their hands. They don't need someone 
to um, sponsor them to make money, they can make money directly off their audience. And so the audience creator relationship is so much more powerful than it ever has been. And um, it's really showcasing that stories can get told and elevated because there's a public desire for it, not just because someone with a heavy, deep pockets has the desire to fund it. So I want to take that momentum and bring it to storytelling and film and bring to life stories through collaboration with the local community and businesses and see what that does, not only for the impact that the story can have, but the impact that it can have between businesses and their customers and how they relate to the public and how they relate to their positioning, you know, bringing them to a level playing field where we're human too. We care about human issues. We're going to put our resources into something that, that matters to us, not just to look good, not just to make more money, but because we're a part of you. We're a part of the community. So that's my long-term dream for Dragonfly is to facilitate these kinds of connections and um, make content that's different and use video experientially with my clients and, and the people who are wanting to, to consume this, this art. I agree with you completely that the storytelling and the behind the scenes has never been more important. I've talked about this before, but I personally am am more likely to support a business where I see the person behind it. I see who they are, what they're doing, what their values are. um, And it's transparency is everything. And I'd much rather support that than this business that I don't know who's running the show. I don't know who's behind the the computer. I don't know who's doing the sales. Um, So, and I think people are also feeling the same way. They want to know where their dollar is going. They see the impact of it. Um, And so I just think that is definitely the way things are going. And and these large corporations have to shift their thinking um, or is, you know, and so uh, I just really, really love that the, that side of what you do. And um, I think that there's a big future in that. Um, so if, if people are listening and interested in working with you, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Um, do you typically have like a, a max amount of customers that you work with at one time? What does that look like? Yeah, so we can work with typically, you know, about six or seven customers every month. So we're almost full. I think we have maybe one spot left um, this, this month. But the best way to work with me would be to reach out. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and, you know, reach out in the DMs or email us at uh, info at dragonflyvisions with an S dot com. And just let us know about your project, your vision, what you want to make happen with video. And we do a video consultation and I'll ask a lot of questions to learn about your business and your goals. and come up with a strategy afterwards that matches what's worked for you already, how you operate, where you're headed, um, and present that on a second call. So it's a two-call process, um, which gives me time to research more for you. And then we start production. So 
that's usually how it goes. Yeah, sounds great. Well, thank you, Ember, for speaking with us and sharing all about Dragonfly. And uh, for all listening, if you're inspired, go and give them a follow, check them out. Even if you are not an entrepreneur, but you want to learn about other businesses, um, she features them on their website that she's partnered with. And um, you can kind of get behind the scenes of potential documentary coming soon and other business stories. So go and give them a follow. Thanks, Hannah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Looking for more ways to learn all about the incredible things Minnesota has to offer? Follow us on social media at Minnesota Circle or subscribe to our newsletter at themncircle.com. If you wish to have a song featured on the podcast, please contact us. Loved this episode? Then subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Join us next time and enjoy the music. gonna climb the stars above when my world turns blue who's gonna find me Just to do